This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that shouldn't have. Today, we have a huge panel. It includes our special correspondent Amit Bhardwaj and me and a few empty chairs. Just kidding. We have with us, joining us over the phone, Devesh K. Pandey, special correspondent with The Hindu. Devesh covers central investigative agencies and is joining us to talk about the CBI fallout. Also joining us later would be our special correspondent Pratik Goel, who will be joining us from pole-bound Madhya Pradesh. Pratik has recently done a story about the state government giving advertisements worth 150 crores to certain fake news websites. So we'll be talking about that report too. But let's begin with Amit. Hi Amit. Hello. Uh, what do you think was overreported or was underreported over the last week? Okay, last week, Haryana Chief Minister Manohar Lal Khattar gave a very historic uh, statement while addressing a, a public gathering. And uh, after his statement, people who were listening to him also clapped. So this is what uh, Mr. Khattar said. And I think you should listen to his statement itself. And, you know, this is shocking. Number one, it seems that uh, CM has taken 101 classes of Khap Panchayat. Number two, that, uh, and especially, I mean, he's the chief minister of state where in January this year, numerous rape cases were reported, including uh, a rape case of a minor and double murder, which is still unresolved till date. And he is giving these statements instead of taking care of law and order situation in, in his state. Number one, number two, uh, number third, the problem is that media responded to the statement very late and it was very little, too late, too little. And I fail to understand that how this did not become the uh, national media headlines. The, why there was no prime time debates. Why people who, you know, go on to do tal thoke day in, day out did not talk about this. And why were they still busy in talking about other things? I mean, so, I understand yeah. to improve the level of our political discourse, we do need to be sensitive and even political leaders need to be sensitive these are elected representatives holding very senior legitimate posts they need to be careful of the statements that they are making and the media needs to hold them accountable when such crass statements are made amit yes so and uh, you know this was underreported i think even mm-hmm. though a section of media did report about it uh something i think you know which was given more importance and we could have actually underplayed that statement not uh, that particular news considering the timing of a particular leak mm-hmm. as we will be also talking about leaks in cbi uh so digvijay singh uh digvijay singh the congress leader mm. uh, so according to pune police his uh, his mobile number was found in one of the communications between allegedly between the naxalites and uh, uh, the in the documents which is which pune police is probing into the case of bhima koregaon violence which has now turned out uh, to be a case of hashtag plot to kill pm now uh, the news channels particularly uh, a 
टिपिकल हिंदी न्यूज चैनल हैज़ प्लेड इट ओवर एंड ओवर अगेन आस्किंग दैट वेदर द कांग्रेस पार्टी और द दिग्विजय सिंह इज रिलाइंग ऑन सच फोर्सेज टू विन इलेक्शंस नाउ दैट इज द पॉइंट यू नो ड्यूरिंग गुजरात पोल्स प्राइम मिनिस्टर नरेंद्र मोदी इन अ पब्लिक मीटिंग इन गुजरात रेस्ड क्वेश्चन मार्क्स अबाउट अ मीटिंग विच हैपन्ड इन डेली वेयर पाकिस्तानी डिप्लोमैट्स व प्रेजेंट and uh, where uh, manishankar ayer and congress leadership was present and it was played in a way that you know uh, which meant that probably uh, the congress leadership and the pakistani diplomats were plotting something for, uh, in in you know considering the gujarat elections and later later senior minister i believe it was arun jetli or some other senior minister from the government said that prime minister did not intend to raise a question mark on the senior congress leadership and i also want to add that this is this this is the time when mk sinha uh, the cbi deputy inspector general of anti corruption branch nagpur had filed his petition alleging corruption and interference making allegations of interference against nsa ajit dovel and bribery allegations against union minister and this is the time when times now and republic i saw these two channels that they were playing uh, news packages or rather the prime time was on uh digvijay's comment hmm. and on this new letter that the pune police has added to in their investigation of plot to kill the pm i mean the timing of this petition and the allegations made are so serious that they had to be reported on right. and so like you said i thought this did not actually deserve prime time at the time that they had reported it on and considering that uh, madhya pradesh elections are there and then mm. digvijay singh is uh, from madhya pradesh he mm. is one of the influencing factors there so uh, you obviously know why these uh, names these numbers and also the, the funny part is that his name is not there in the letter it's the number which mm. pune police is saying that they have verified that it is and yeah which which is owned by digvijay singh or is associated uh, with digvijay singh mm. yeah so these two news pieces that i wanted to discuss okay. since we are talking about the cbi fallout let's go to devesh and get his inputs on what is happening within the cbi uh hi devesh thank you for joining us hi uh so we want to begin with speaking about uh, your coverage of central investigating agencies uh speaking about the infighting and the latest that has been in the cbi versus cbi has been mk sinha's petition in the supreme court and cgi gogoi's remark on the media's sort of leak of uh, alok verma's responses to the cvc so beginning with the latest could you what do you think of what is happening in the cbi and also where do you think all this will lead us to okay i'll begin with the cbi issue first and then I, after we will go uh, on to the cgi's comments sure uh the uh, see the basic uh, ground rule of journalism is independent corroboration of facts from authentic and authoritative sources right right uh however an, an exception is that when we uh, have a tried and tested source we um, who answers all sorts of questions and clarifies all doubts we may take a leap of faith right mm-hmm. so uh, that's what had been happening for the last uh, over a year or so uh, especially after uh, mr asthana mr rakesh asthana was made the interim director and subsequently within days uh, mr alok verma took over as cbi director mm-hmm. and uh, uh, soon we uh, as beat reporters we started coming to know that they all was not good between the two 
but then how to cross check these facts you know particularly when cbi is exempted under rti act though for several valid reasons also because police uh, probe always is of uh, sensitive nature uh, in contrast now now that you see in the supreme court proceedings they are reportable and so you can see all the facts coming out very easily right mm-hmm. correct Uh, so on the CBI beat, all made desperate attempts and then kept waiting for a credible kind of leak from somewhere. Mm. Uh, but as it and it it first came as a small report in October last year on Mr. Verma opposing his deputy's elevation as special director, citing his suspected role in an ongoing probe. Right. Correct. Correct. That triggered a series of selective leaks on versions from both sides. You know, in select uh, media groups. and it went on for almost a year interestingly all these reports were from those who had nothing to do with the cbi beat correct that is amazing and uh, so what are your believe- thoughts on that other people who do not cover the cbi whose beat is not cbi but are reporting yes. on leaks from within the cbi yes that's what i am emphasizing on that uh, these people were being ticked for this where exactly the stories would go right mm-hmm. uh, so i believe that uh, several classical rules of journalism were known in the process but then such stories were hitting front pages you know mm-hmm. the dilemma for uh, beat reporters was whether to simply consume whatever was being fed mm-hmm. without official or on record confirmation mm-hmm. in fact days ahead of it being uh, so to say broken by a journalist again not covering the agency beat reporters were aware of an fir linked to mr astana you know mm-hmm. but uh, they were uh, faced with a larger ethical question whether in the absence of official confirmation or independent corroboration they should run it like a gossip so hundreds of queries from them to the agency's communications division to the cbi chief and mr astana went unanswered till the final hours before the story came out mm-hmm. it 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 uh, for the beat reporters it almost felt like something like uh, you know fate accompli because uh, everything uh, they knew what was happening but they didn't have the uh, you know the uh, cross check facts to run the story uh, devish uh, you mentioned earlier that like uh, the leaks are being given to or the information is being given to reporters who are not beat reporters so why mm-hmm. was it that the beat reporters weren't given the information mm-hmm. yes absolutely not even from the official uh, channel nor uh, because most probably individual um, officers were at play so the entire uh, system of cbi was also not involved people were keeping quiet and given the background you must understand that already two former cbi chiefs are already under investigation in two other cases you know mr ranjit sinha and mr ap singh correct so after after mr anil sinha came uh, as the cbi director the doors to the cbi and the uh, interaction close interaction with the cbi officials with the, of uh, the reporters there that was reduced to a bare minimum you know uh, and uh, the access uh, there was big uh, emphasis uh, on cbi's part to control the access you know mm-hmm. uh, inquiries would be initiated uh, if uh, a reporter would be found somewhere in the building so there was a complete access control okay so uh, amit this side uh, i have one question uh, yes. you know when you said that uh, leaks were given to uh, non cbi beat reporters or random reporters rather so to say so mm-hmm. why i mean why did cbi officials whoever is involved in the leaks uh, mm. chose 
the reporters outside the regular beat i mean uh, was it because the uh, beat reporters won't have reported such unverifiable claims no you can't say that the, the reporters who have reported this uh, they uh, did it without any verifiable claims right mm-hmm. so you need to have documentary proof to run these kind of stories right if you don't do that uh, remember that uh, reporting uh, especially investigating agencies is a very uh, in a uh, sensitive thing in the sense that whatever you write becomes a piece of evidence uh, evidence in the court of law and and then there are uh, laws like defamation and all mm-hmm. so you have to be very careful while writing anything and you need to back it up with uh, sound evidence you know so whoever has got it i am not doubting the credentials of uh, the journalists involved but at the same time i would say that they were lucky enough to get uh, get these uh, details and they must have got uh, uh, the documents corroborating their uh, uh, reports right but why not the regular cbi beat reporters i mean that question that, that is a, that is a million dollar question <laughs> Uh, so coming to CGI Gogoi's response in the court yesterday uh, mm-hmm. could you tell us what actually happened there was a sort of lack of clarity in terms of whether the responses to the CVC sort of was supposed to be under seal cover because the in the earlier order though the uh, supreme court did not say that it ha- the CVC report has to be filed under seal cover but when the CVC filed their report it was under seal cover and CVC's uh, Alok Verma's response to the CVC questionnaire was it mm-hmm. part of this report and does that make it a part of the sealed cover and can the media report on it in that case see any kind of a court order uh, mm-hmm. forget about supreme court any court order acts prospectively it doesn't act retrospectively, retrospectively. so if we assume that mr verma's uh, uh, answers to the cvc mm-hmm. they were leaked to the media if we if we presume that that at that time there was no embargo on the reporting of uh, his replies right so if any uh, publication has published the, uh, excerpts or the entire report hmm. um, of his reply mm-hmm. then it doesn't uh, to my understanding it doesn't uh, attract any kind of violation hmm. but but at the same time when this, uh, the court directs that such a such documents they are of a secret and sensitive nature they cannot be leaked and uh, explicitly orders that it has to be kept in seal cover mm-hmm. so that document in that performa cannot be leaked or reported by uh, leaked by anyone or reported by any publication Correct. otherwise it will attract contempt of court mm-hmm. now uh, the cgi expressed his uh, displeasure over uh, the alleged leak of uh, uh, the information which was provided in sealed cover uh, the facts have to be verified because uh, the publication concerned also clarified that it was uh, in fact a reply to the cvc not uh, a report to the court absolutely which so is that why... distinction will have to be made and most probably the court will uh, uh, court will go into it okay which is what i just wanted a clarification on since the publication has clarified that it did not res- uh, respond or it did not report after the court's order on the information that was filed under sealed cover then is then what is the court going to do because orders do not apply retrospectively yes uh, 
in in that case uh, it will be entirely the judgment of the court uh, what decision it takes you know it is all powerful court and uh, it has all the powers to uh, decide matters mm-hmm. but what i uh, what i uh, i am not a court correspondent so uh, i i'll be just i won't have that much experience to talk about it however mm-hmm. uh, given the situation uh, i feel that yes this issue was raised by the cgi mm-hmm. and uh, it will be uh, they, uh, the court will go into it um and subsequently uh, the basically the issue at hand is not uh, the uh, this aspect you know the issue at hand is the petition filed by mr verma challenging the courts sorry the government's decision on the recommendation of cvc to temporarily remove him pending inquiry against mm-hmm. uh, you know into the allegations against him mm-hmm. so the primary issue is that correct so this is this is uh, an issue which irked the cgi because uh, he had uh, the last time um, given specific orders that uh, all these documents should be in the sealed cover mm-hmm. and uh, not shared with anyone so he expressed his uh, displeasure uh, displeasure and uh, surely he will go into the merits of uh, what the claims are being made by the publication Correct. because uh, right now we don't know what exactly is in the seal cover so that, uh, and we cannot compare right Whether- correct absolutely whether the information that is out is part of the seal cover information yes absolutely so it uh, uh, the uh, the court is the competent authority to uh, decide on the issue So I also wanted to talk about MK Sinha's petition to the court. I mean as as we go forward more and more people are being implicated in MK Sinha's petition NSA Ajit Doval was named uh minister of union minister of state of coal uh Chaudhary was named. I mean going forward where do you see the CBI fallout going and as news consumers how what is the caution we should rather take when we are sort of uh, consuming news about cbi as you said there is need for independent corroboration of the information that the cbi is leaking or we need more reports from the cbi so where two part question where do you think this fallout is leading to and as news consumers or as uh, reporters what is the caution one must exercise when reporting or consuming cbi related news no it is all about institutions you know cbi on one hand is protected by rti mm-hmm. on the other the supreme court proceedings are reportable you ne- uh, we need to understand this see it is a very interesting way that you uh, one files a petition in the supreme court when it is admitted the petition becomes public and goes to uh, the parties concerned it becomes public anyone can report it uh, report the contents and uh, this is the way you know a lot of facts come out in the open right correct but at at the same time uh, when it comes to legal issues whatever allegations are being ma- made against uh, the uh, senior government functionaries on it has to uh, ultimately it will be tested Uh, against uh, the law you know whether whether those allegations have any substance or not at at that time uh, the court must have also been uh, uh, irked by the fact that the contents of uh, mr sinha's petition uh, were reported everywhere uh simply because of the fact that a lot of very very senior government functionaries uh, had been named 
and serious allegations had, uh, had been made but at the same time those allegations uh, have not even uh, been proven prama uh, uh, you know prama fasai they have not been proven to be correct also you know mm. uh, not even at the cursory level uh, they have been tested so the larger question right now is at the filing uh, at the stage of filing of the petition itself whether these facts can be reported or it will be it will turn out to be it will become a major issue now Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what i feel um, if uh, they take it up they, they, if they take uh, take this issue uh, seriously then the question of whether uh, at the time of filing of the petition itself uh, that is uh, that contents of the petition is reportable or not is a valid uh, question to go into hmm. so as a reporter do you think a petition of this importance with sort of I know I understand that prima facie also this uh, the allegations haven't been tested or proven but as a reporter do you think a petition of this importance should be reported upon see uh, our job is to report right and if the law doesn't bar us to report and it is of larger public interest it will definitely have to be published right sure. absolutely secondly mm-hmm. even if um, the, the, the there is a school of thought that even if there are certain legal hindrances but then uh, our job is such and due to the um, protection that we enjoy from the um, under the constitution of india we can always go ahead and publish anything which is in uh, which we truly believe is in the larger public interest despite all legal hurdles you know because at the end of the day when it goes to the court the court also will realize that yes it had to be exposed the fact had to be brought into the public domain because uh, it concerns larger public interest so that is the only test you know hmm. that uh, qualifies uh, any story of uh, significance sure so one last question you know uh, ever since this cbi versus cbi crisis started or rakesh asthana versus uh alok verma controversy started we have seen n number of reporters from websites from news channels from uh, i don't know about the print media but at least by the uh, digital and uh, tv media the reporters mm-hmm. who usually do not cover cbi were covering and writing and you know speaking on issues mm-hmm. now uh, as we spoke in the morning that you know it's very uh, tricky when it comes to the cbi that you cannot report on hearsay Mm, right you, absolutely correct yeah so and whatever the large part of whatever was reported uh, right after uh, uh, alok verma was sent on forced leave was mm-hmm. based on hearsay so mm-hmm. i mean what are uh, what is the possibility that uh, we were on a wrong footing especially the people who were who had just started reporting on cbi and how how dangerous was this as as work ethics as well see at the end of the day uh people uh, look at the outcome right hmm. so what people see and um, the school of thought which believes in uh, you know and so called anti establishment kind of reporting you know um, rather than uh, being more balanced you know uh, trying to find out from both the sides what exactly transpired you know uh, that kind of approach if you if you adhere to that kind of approach then it's it's okay that whatever you come across and you have the documents with you then you just splash it you know mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time you know the, uh, what exactly uh, it threatens is the basic uh, you know credibility credibility is at stake 
you know it erodes over time it erodes you know okay you might you might be correct at the end of the day you but then my question is why taking sides right and so is there any you know, legal repercussion as well journalist hmm. uh, my my personal view is why take sides you know you are a reporter the basic definition of reporter is basically whatever facts are coming your way you report as as it is Hmm. without without twisting uh, that or without giving any angle so called angle to that story right you know just report it as it is and whenever there is a charge from one side then there has to be a version from the other at least there should be a, a very very credible and uh, sincere uh, attempt on the part of the reporter to get a version from the other side as well right you no know, because because at the end of the day uh you know in one day you, the journalism doesn't lose its sheen you know it, it takes uh, some time but at the end of the day if uh, uh, journalism takes that kind of course then the credibility as uh, is at stake and uh, uh, other sources of information will start ruling just like uh, fake fake news over whatsapp and uh, and even twitter Hmm. uh they say rule the day you know right right and so is uh, there any legal repercussion for you know reporting based on hearsay if you don't have that, documents that is, per that se is, that is uh, in in india especially uh, it is um, kind of um, very dangerous in the sense that uh, people uh, journalists journalists were uh, journalists uh, uh they uh, they may be slapped with defamation cases they they will have to run around that in fact there are several genuine reports on on which uh, the journalists uh, face defamation cases you know and they have to fight it out in the court hmm. and it takes takes years together to you know get a clean sheet so even in genuine cases i'm saying so right. uh, based on here say if you are going somewhere then then i don't know who's going to protect you you know you don't have even documents with you, you uh, what you are going to uh, what is going to be your defense hmm. the defense there are three four uh, defense um, against defamation right first is the truth that is the best defense true second is the fact that you have there's a term there's an expression called your due diligence you know you did your due diligence you crossed you uh, whatever you could in whatever you could you tried to corroborate all the facts and it was a sincere uh, you can prove that it was is a sincere attempt but okay you went wrong but then there was no malafide you know hmm, hmm. there was no malafide intention to target a person right you know and there was no motive behind that uh, right so sure. these are uh, the general defenses that's what i uh, what i know of right sir uh devish do you have any concluding thoughts on the cbi fallout that you want to so the the, the cbi fallout, fallout has been in terms of reporting i would say that uh, it was a very sad day uh, for all the beat reporters uh, when uh, despite the fact that we knew that something was in the offing the fir had been registered but we didn't know who were the accused this uh, the cbi spokesperson was quite over that no uh, none of uh, uh, neither the cbi director nor uh, the accused persons were responding to it and just we just saw 
it being carried in one publication and everybody came everybody knew that uh, yes that person had all the papers so we didn't get it so at the end of the day what i feel is that although cbi needs to be exempted under rti act because of the sensitivity of investigations that it carries out but there has to be a, a there has to be a mechanism for quick corroboration of facts if the uh, queries have gone there has to be uh, a kind of uh, institutional uh, arrangement through which there uh, they have to respond anyhow you know either you say yes no you say anything but uh, there has to be a kind of uh, institutional arrangement for that and uh, secondly where exactly is going cbi Uh, right now it is uh, there is an interim director of joint uh, director level holding the post right now sure uh, I, we don't know where exactly uh, the case in the supreme court is headed uh, certain remarks have been made uh, uh, against the uh, director uh, mr alok verma mm-hmm. who has been shunted uh, so the situation whatever There's information that we are receiving again is a gossip on which cannot be reported you know in mm. black and white sure. that uh, there is a frustration the huge frustration in in the ranks and files of uh, the agency sure and most probably it will take them years to come uh, overcome this uh, situation sure. it has its credibility has taken a huge beating actually sure Uh, also is there a recommendation that you want to share with our listeners recommendation uh, i would uh, recommend that yes there there is a case uh, which is very important case uh, where uh, now the current uh, current issue is going on regarding the withdrawal of general consent to the cbi right correct so i would recommend uh, any uh, uh, if they are pretty serious about understanding what exactly is the issue about then they need to go through cases like state of west bengal and others versus committee for protection of democratic democratic rights uh, which was uh, supreme court judgment uh, delivered on 10th of august 2010 that that is a very very interesting judgment and the another judgment is the kazi Londuk Dorji I will spell it out K A Z I L H E N D U P D O R J I it is a, it is a landmark case 1994 case in which it was decided that once prior permission uh, once uh, the general consent has been given and later withdrawn mm-hmm. then the existing uh, cases the um, cases instituted by the cbi they will continue to exist and they will they will uh, reach their logical con- conclusion okay uh, thank you devesh thank you for joining us and thank you for your insights thank you thank you very much thank you so that was devesh from the hindu uh, speaking about sharing his insights on cbi and the coverage that reporters have been doing on the agencies Uh now I want to talk about a news that I thought was underreported which was an RTI activist death in uh, Bhopal where the family and activists are alleging foul play uh RTI activist Manoj Tripathi uh who has filed a complaint against a powerful Bharatiya Janata Party MLA of his area and various other powerful bureaucrats close to Madhya Pradesh Chief Minister Shivraj Chauhan died uh, last sunday after allegedly falling from the terrace of a building and i thought this 
since it is a poll bound state it's an activist who's reporting against powerful people this information this news piece required more coverage though there were a uh, digital platforms that covered it and websites of newspapers covered it but i didn't really see it being reported in the broadcast medium or by the print newspapers speaking about madhya pradesh uh, this story was covered by prateek and prateek will now be joining us to talk about mb's politics and what is happening over there hi prateek thank you for joining us today thank you so aapse pehla sawal ye tha ki aapne ek report uh, kiya hai that shivraj chauhan government has given around 150 crores to certain fake news websites to ji aap kya uske bare mein thoda aur bata sakte hain ki uh, what are these websites and How did you come across this report? देखिये ये मुद्दा पहली बार नहीं उठाया लेकिन अभी इलेक्शन जो मतलब ये वेबसाइट्स का जो इश्यू है ये पिछली विधानसभा में इसको लेके क्वेश्चन उठा था ठीक है तो उस वक्त बहुत सारी वेबसाइट्स के नाम आए थे ठीक है ना उसमें बहुत सारी वेबसाइट मुझे चल रही थी यहाँ पे मध्य प्रदेश में उनको यहाँ पे डीपीआर है जो डायरेक्टर ऑफ पब्लिक रिलेशन है वो उनको एड्स प्रोवाइड करते हैं गवर्नमेंट पब्लिसिटी के लिए गवर्नमेंट सरकारी एड होते अब वो वेबसाइट ला रहे थे बहुत सारे जर्नलिस्ट उनके रिश्तेदार और इस तरीके ठीक है यहाँ तक तो ठीक था अब उसमें होने लगा ये कि यहाँ पे इतनी सारी वेबसाइट बनती चली गई और इनमें से आधी से ज्यादा वेबसाइट्स थी फेक उसमें ना ही कोई न्यूज कंटेंट होता था ठीक है ना ना ही उसमें इतने लोग लाइक मतलब ना उसपे ना हिट्स होते थे ना कुछ होता था तो दो से दो के दौरान लोगों ने बहुत ज्यादा पैसा इस तरीके से डिस्ट्रीब्यूट किया है बेसिकली ये जो यहाँ का अगर आप जर्नलिज्म देखेंगे भोपाल का तो यहाँ पे ये छोटे वेबसाइट बहुत यहाँ यहाँ नुक्कड़ पे आपको एक छोटा अखबार दिख जाएगा तीन चार पन्नों का ठीक है ना तो यहाँ पे पूरा जो यहाँ के जो जो सीएम का जो प्रिंसिपल सेक्रेटरी है एसके मिश्रा उसके पहले भी वो जो डीपीआर में थे मंजिला मिश्रा और ये मंगला मिश्रा तो इन लोगों ने काफी इस तरीके से पैसा बांटा है इसमें वेबसाइट को अब बात क्या है की अब इन्होंने एक रूल निकाला नया जी 2016 में कि ये जो वेबसाइट्स हैं इसमें पर्टिकुलर नंबर ऑफ हिट्स होंगे तभी आपको इस तरीके से पैसा दिया जाएगा ठीक है ना जी तो वो जैसे कि एड्स हैं मतलब आ, किसी को मतलब दस हजार का भी एड मिल रहा है किसी को पंद्रह हजार का भी किसी को पचास हजार का भी जी ठीक है तो 2000 से 12 से लेके 2015 तक 250 के करीब ऐसी वेबसाइट थी दो के करीब मतलब रेंज में समझिए इतनी वेबसाइट थी जिनको इस तरीके से एड्स बांटे गए ठीक है और ये लाखों में जाता है साल भर का आप आंकड़ा देखोगे तो 25 लाख मतलब अभी एक इसका रेलेवेंट स्टोरी का अभी इसलिए है कि अभी जब ये 2016 में इन्होंने नया रूल निकाला कि किसी वेबसाइट पे अगर 25 लाख से ज्यादा हिट होंगी तभी उसको तकरीबन पचास हजार रुपए मिलेंगे किसी को 15 से 25 के बीच में तो 40 मिलेंगे इस तरीके से मैं रूल बनाया मतलब मिनिमम आपकी वेबसाइट में 2000 हिट्स होने चाहिए मतलब उसका यूजर इतने दिखने चाहिए ठीक है अब इसमें हुआ क्या इसमें फेक बूस्टिंग का वो ये जो बूस्ट करते हैं वेबसाइट्स को जी उसका बहुत बड़ा बहुत जम बहुत सारी वेबसाइट्स ने उसको इस तरीके से बूस्ट किया और वो गवर्नमेंट से पैसा ले रही थी ठीक है ना इसका ऐसी बात नहीं की डीपीआर को पता नहीं था अब इसको लेके एक साल पहले कम्प्लेन्ट होती है जी वो जो शिकायत होती है उसको लेके पूरा मतलब ये एसके मिश्रा और ये तमाम लोगों ने 2016 में मतलब दो दो शिकायतें इसमें कोर्ट में भी है जो ईओडब्ल्यू के पास पहले वो लोग गए बट अभी भी गवर्नमेंट की तरफ से कोई एक्शन नहीं लिया गया है इस मामले में एक्शन नहीं लिया गया है और ये बोला गया है की अभी चुनाव है सब शांत रहे मतलब इसके बारे में ज्यादा बात ना करें और कुछ मतलब वो बोले की इसको बाहर ना निकाले इससे की इलेक्शन से इफेक्ट ना और मतलब उन्होंने अलग अलग चीजें बोली है की आचार संहिता लगा है 
लगी हुई है या उसके बाद इन्वेस्टिगेशन में ये हो जाएगा जबकि इन्वेस्टिगेशन इतना कैसा मैंने पहले हो चुका है मेरे एक बहुत मतलब एक सोर्स है जो मतलब काफी हाई रैंकिंग ऑफिसर है उन्होंने भी इस चीज को कंफर्म किया था कि इसका पूरा इन्वेस्टिगेशन हो चुका है जिन लोगों से मेरी बात हुई जो ऑन रिकॉर्ड है स्टोरी में भी तो उन्होंने बताया कि इसको बताया गया की अभी इस चीज के बारे में ज्यादा डिस्कस ना करें ना ये करें ना वो करें तो उससे फर्क पड़ता है चुनाव में क्योंकि ये बहुत बड़ा मेजर मतलब बहुत बड़ा गड़बड़ है इसमें जी but then it becomes a more important story for the reporters to put out but i think i want to bring in amit here hmm. uh, pratik bhai do hafte aap ground pe hain aur kafi kuch dekhne ko mil raha hai ki aaj mere khayal se purv pradhan mantri manmohan singh ne bhi press conference kiya hai ji ji to mahol kya lag raha hai kya mama ke khilaf hawa ban rahi hai ya fir bhajpa sarkar में काबिज रहेगी बरकरार रहेगी जी देखिए बहुत ना बहुत ही टक्कर का मुकाबला है बहुत तगड़ा मतलब जो जितना मेरे को जो पता चला है कि अगर जो भी गवर्नमेंट आती है मतलब बीजेपी आए कांग्रेस आए तो तीन परसेंट की मान का मतलब इतना ही फर्क रहेगा सीट्स में जी ठीक है लेकिन ऐसा जो भी ये बोल रहे की वो उसका झुकाव अभी भी बीजेपी की तरफ है और जैसे आप ग्राउंड पे जाओगे तो अभी आप देखोगे कि एक्चुअली यहाँ पे जो ये जो दोनों पार्टीज के जो बागी जो लोग छोड़ के चले गए जिनको टिकट नहीं मिला जी ऐसे करीबन तीस से भी ज्यादा सीट्स हैं यहाँ पे ठीक है तीस से भी ज्यादा उससे भी ज्यादा तीस के ऊपर सीट्स हैं जो ऐसे अलग अलग इंडिपेंडेंट वो चुनाव लड़ रहे हैं एक तो उससे बहुत डैमेज हो गया दोनों पार्टीज को ठीक है तो उसको संभालने के लिए जैसे कांग्रेस ने दिग्विजय सिंह वगैरह इन सबकी टीम को लगाया है सिंह मेन उसमें वो काम कर रहे हैं ऐसे बीजेपी के भी कुछ नेता हैं जो उसपे मतलब नरेंद्र सिंह तोमर वगैरह की जो बागी लोग हैं उनको समझाने या मतलब पार्टी को नुकसान ना पहुंचे इस तरीके से जी और अगर आप ब्राउन को देखोगे तो यहाँ पे ना एक जो ये एड्स का एक बहुत तगड़ा मुकाबला चल रहा है मतलब यहाँ इतने एड्स बीजेपी और कांग्रेस के दिखेंगे आपको अखबारों में सड़कों पर टीवी पे टीवी पे आप देखेंगे तो जैसे की वो एक एड है उसमें मतलब बोलते हैं माफ करो महाराज क्या हमारा नेता तो शिवराज तो अब की बात शिवराज इस तरीके के जो एड्स हैं तो वो एड्स में बहुत एक दूसरे को मतलब अभी कांग्रेस ने एक एड दिखाया जिसमें कि बहुत गुस्सा दिखा रहे हैं किसान कि भावंतर योजना में हमको ये नहीं किया और वो नहीं किया तो ये एक एड्स का तगड़ा वॉरफेयर चल रहा है इसके बीच लेकिन आप ग्राउंड पे जाओगे तो मतलब वो बीजेपी को गाली देते भी है लेकिन अगर आप बात करें तो बोले नहीं वोट तो उन्हीं को चले जाएगा राइट और गाँव में भी अगर आप देखें तो गाँव में थोड़ा सा विरोध है मतलब इतनी सीट जो मतलब पंद्रह विधायक हैं जो सिटिंग एम एल हैं जो मतलब जिन अपनी कॉन्स्टिट्युएंसी में गए तो उनको भगा दिया वहां से लोगों ने मतलब लिटरली दौड़ाया है उनको वहां से इनफैक्ट शिवराज सिंह चौहान की कॉन्स्टिट्युएंसी बुधरी में ही उनकी वाइफ जब गई थी तो उनसे भी बहुत मतलब उनको भी विरोध का सामना करना पड़ा और उनका बेटा जो कार्तिक गया था तो उसको बोला गया था कि भाई हर बार ये चीजें बकवास मतलब आप लोग तो बोलते रहते हो करते कुछ नहीं एक लेकिन जी पर्सनली शिवराज सिंह चौहान का अगर आप इमेज देखें तो उसका इमेज कैसा है वो बहुत एक्सेसिबल मतलब होता है वैसे भी उसका वो अगर आप कंपेयर करोगे उनको शिवराज सिंह चौहान को जो था सिंधिया या कमलनाथ से तो उसकी ज्यादा एक हमल इमेज है मध्य प्रदेश में जी जी एक तो चीज जी हाँ, हाँ, एक चीज मैं ये जानना चाह रहा था कि आ, क्या अभी मध्य प्रदेश में पिछले एक डेढ़ साल में बहुत सारे अलग अलग मुद्दे देखने को मिले थे और गुस्सा लोगों के अंदर अलग अलग समय पे बाहर आया था इस वक्त क्या मध्य प्रदेश में ऐसा कोई मुद्दा है दो तीन मुद्दे हैं जो जिसको कह सकते हैं कि पैन एम इलेक्शन में वो इम्पैक्ट डालेगा ये है बेरोजगारी और एक है किसानों का प्रॉब्लम जी 
मतलब ये दोनों बहुत बेरोजगारी तो मतलब बहुत ही ज्यादा एक बड़ा मुद्दा है लेकिन मतलब मुद्दे तो बहुत हैं लेकिन ये उठ नहीं रहे यहाँ पे यहाँ पे ह्यूमन ट्रैफिकिंग का बहुत बड़ा मुद्दा है उसके बाद ये मेल न्यूट्रिशन का बहुत बड़ा मुद्दा है लेकिन वो चुनाव में दिख नहीं रहा है अभी अभी ऑलमोस्ट खत्म चरम पे है मतलब पूरा लास्ट ही ये चल रहा है कैंपेनिंग का छब्बीस के बाद बंद हो जाएगा तो लेकिन उस हिसाब से आप देखो तो बिल्कुल ये जो मुद्दे गायब है लेकिन हाँ बेरोजगारी और जो फार्मर्स रिलेटेड इश्यूज है उस पर हुआ क्योंकि गांव में वाकई किसान परेशान है और क्या है ये भावांतर वगैरह स्कीम जो हमको लगता है ऊपरी सतह पे कि बहुत बढ़िया हुआ है किसान जब भी कोई मंडी में अगर अनाज बेचने जाता है तो मंडी में इतनी लंबी लंबी लाइनें होती है दो दो दिन लग जाते हैं किसानों को अनाज बेचने में और छोटे किसान होते हैं उनके लिए हाथ में पैसा लेके जाना बहुत जरूरी होता है घर में दस हजार जो भी उसको सामान खरीदना हो तो वो जब पैसा दो दो एक एक महीने बाद आ रहा है कहीं किसी के पंद्रह दिन बाद आ रहा है तो ये सब चीजें बहुत एक छोटी चीजें लेकिन बहुत मायने रखती हैं। जी जी तो उसका बहुत एक गांव में एक वो है उसको लेके एक आखिरी सवाल हाँ। मेरा ये है कि जो दिग्विजय सिंह पे अभी आरोप लगा है मुश्किल से मेरे ख्याल से 24 घंटा या अड़तालीस घंटा हुआ होगा हाँ। कि उनका नंबर जो भीमा कोरेगांव के डॉक्यूमेंट्स हैं उसमें निकला है तो क्या इससे कोई फर्क पड़ेगा कांग्रेस को वहाँ पे मुझे ऐसा लगता नहीं की शायद कांग्रेस को उससे फर्क पड़े कि मतलब अभी क्योंकि बीजेपी ने भी इस मुद्दे को इतना उठाया नहीं है हालांकि थोड़ी जगह कुछ जगहों पे ऐसा बोलते हुए देखा गया कुछ नेता बोल रहे हैं कि इनका तो अर्बन नक्सल से संबंध है और ये देश विदेश विरोधी है लेकिन उतना दिग्विजय सिंह का वैसे भी मतलब अगर आप देखें तो इस चुनाव में उनका है बहुत एक अहम रोल वो कर रहे हैं कि बागियों को संभालना और ये सब बट जो मतलब आप देखें तो साइड लाइन ही देखेंगे मतलब अंदर से वो काम कर रहे हैं डेफिनेटली बट जैसा अगर सिंधिया के खिलाफ होता है या किसी और के खिलाफ अगर ये कमलनाथ के खिलाफ लगता है तो ज्यादा मुद्दा उठता जैसे कमलनाथ के जो भाषण वो मतलब कुछ लोग कांग्रेस का ऐसा मानना है कि वो खुद ही डिसाइबाज कर रहे हैं कांग्रेस का की जो भी वो बयान दे देते हैं जैसे की वो बीच में उनका वीडियो आया था ऐसे बहुत सारे दो तीन वीडियो उनके मतलब जो भाषण उन्होंने बोले थोड़े वो आपत्तिजनक थे उसमें जी बट दिग्विजय सिंह का मतलब ये जो कोरेगांव भीमा से जो उनका नाम आया है उसमें तो मतलब जो भी पुलिस ने बोला है पुलिस के हिसाब से जो उनका नाम आया उससे लेके मेरे को लगता कुछ फर्क है अभी यहाँ पे मध्य प्रदेश में बात क्या है कि यहाँ पे कांग्रेस कोई कांग्रेस जीत नहीं रही मतलब ऐसा भी नहीं की अगर बीजेपी हारती है तो, तो कांग्रेस आ जाएगी तो कांग्रेस जीती नहीं है लोगों के पास कुछ ऑप्शन नहीं है लोग एक्चुअली दोनों बीजेपी कांग्रेस दोनों को पसंद नहीं कर रहे हैं यहाँ पे अगर आप देखें तो ऑप्शन नहीं है लेकिन इसलिए वो पूरा ये सीन चल रहा है और ऐसे बहुत सारे बड़े बड़े नाम जो हैं मध्य प्रदेश मंत्रिमंडल में जो भाजपा के होंगे देख लीजिएगा बहुत लोग हारेंगे भी इसमें इस चुनाव में क्योंकि जो काफी लोग तो पार्टी बदल चुके हैं तो वो भी एक बहुत बड़ा फैक्टर है प्रतीक इज इन दिस ट्रू फॉर द लार्जर इलेक्शन फॉर द टू थाउजेंड नाइनटीन इलेक्शन की ऑपोजिशन हमारी इतनी स्ट्रॉन्ग नहीं है लोगों के पास ऑल्टरनेटिव चॉइसेज नहीं है कि वो और किसी पार्टी को वोट कर सके नहीं ऑल्टरनेटिव चॉइस तो बिल्कुल मतलब नहीं है अपने देश में फ्रंट है नहीं क्योंकि उसका दूसरा रीजन ये है कि अगर आप इसको 2019 से अगर आप इसको जोड़ के देखेंगे तो यहाँ पे मध्य प्रदेश में अलग सीन है यहाँ पंद्रह साल हो गए इनको यहाँ पंद्रह साल हो गए और मतलब बहुत सारे मुद्दे हैं जो यहाँ पे उठे और उस पर कुछ न कांग्रेस न उनको बुना पाई है व्यापम जैसे स्कैम को मतलब व्यापम में ऐसा बात नहीं की बीजेपी के लोग इन्वॉल्व थे व्यापम में बीजेपी कांग्रेस दोनों ने दोनों दोनों का इन्वॉल्वमेंट था अगर आप पूरा पूरा स्टार्टिंग में व्यापम को देखें उसमें कांग्रेस के लोग नेता भी थे लेकिन अगर आप 2019 के इलेक्शन को देखेंगे तो वो अभी गवर्नमेंट हुए मतलब पांच साल होंगे इसको तो मे बी यहाँ पे जो स्थिति है वो वोटर्स की वो नेशनल उसकी शायद नहीं दिखे जी 
ओके थैंक यू सो मच फॉर ज्वाइनिंग अस प्रतीक थैंक यू सो मच फॉर इनवाइटिंग मी सो दैट्स ऑल दैट वी हैव फॉर टुडे अमित यू वांट टू शेयर योर रिकमेंडेशंस या सो देयर आर टू रिकमेंडेशंस वन इज एक्सप्लेन्ड व्हाई सोयाबीन इज की टू मध्य प्रदेश या इट्स एन इंडियन एक्सप्रेस टू अंडरस्टैंड द इंपॉर्टेंस ऑफ सोयाबीन एंड हाउ द एक्सपोर्ट इंपोर्ट ड्यूटीज एक्चुअली अफेक्ट द फार्मर्स एंड द सेकंड रिकमेंडेशन इज अ वीडियो बाय क्विंट uh it's on the bd workers of madhya pradesh and how the business is shutting down because of gst sure uh i also have two recommendations one is diptiman tiwari of indian express has been doing a couple of explainers on the cbi and i think uh that those are definite must reads and the second is a piece on scroll um it was reported by n senthalir the headliners love and hosur couple who wanted to build a life across caste lines are strangled and thrown into the river so i think it's a pretty well written report and should be read um and at the end of the podcast i just want to thank all our listeners uh please keep writing to us you can write to us at contact@newslaundry.com at uh because only your feedback can help us improve and better ourselves and probably amit can work better on his jokes uh also an appeal to all the news consumers uh please pay to keep news free and independent because when the public pays the public is served when corporations and governments and advertisers pay they are served subscribe to news laundry or any other independent news organization of your choice happy subscribing all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel